Generation Church, based in the beautiful Rex Theater in the heart of downtown Pensacola, Florida. Our hope is that today's teaching will encourage and equip you to be firm in faith, to fulfill the call of God in your life, and to finish well. Grab your Bible, open up your notes app, and let's dive in. It belongs in a museum. Five or six of them, I just All right. came after me. You still got it? Well, yes, sir. It's right here. I'm glad to see that. Because the rightful owner of this cross won't press charges and give it back. He's got witnesses, five or six of them. 
lost today, kid. But it doesn't mean you have to like it. Okay. Man, this movie does the impossible. It makes the guy look cool in a fedora. But it's also a story about obsession. Henry Jones, the father, is obsessed with the Holy Grail. This quest is taking such mythic proportions in his mind that he is unable to experience the upbringing of his son and be a father to him. Both end up going their separate ways, yet are very similar in their pursuits. Henry, obsessed with a legend, his son, obsessed with ancient relics as well. But as we will see, both have spent their lives searching for the wrong thing. You can chase the wrong things. You can also chase the right things for the wrong reasons. Perhaps through our time together, you will come to the realization that you too have been pursuing the wrong thing. And like the Joneses, you can make a choice in the right direction. Well, the plot begins as Indiana receives his father's diary sent from Venice, Italy. Walter Donovan, an avid art collector, coerces Indiana to his home to talk about the Holy Grail, this cup that supposedly has supernatural healing powers. Their project leader has vanished and he asks Indiana if he would like this quest. To which he replies, you've got the wrong Jones. You can tell the note of disgust as he says that it's his father's pipeline dream, not his. That's when he finds out that his father is the project leader who's disappeared. So, find the Grail, find that. That's what matters to Indiana. The quest for the Holy Grail, which is really a quest to find the one that ignored him all these years, takes him from the catacombs in Italy to a castle in Brunwald, Germany, a castle occupied by Nazis. But I wonder, what's the motivation? Is it truly to save his father or just an irresistible urge to prove that he is worthy enough to save his father? Yes. this place. I know the Grunwalds are famous art collectors. What are you going to do? Don't know. Think of something. Yes? Oh, before time. Do you intend to leave us standing on the doorstep all day with drenched? Gone and caught a sniffle. Are you expected? Do not take that tone with me, my good man. Now battle off and tell Baron Brunwald that Lord Clarence MacDonald and his lovely assistant are here to view the tapestries. Tapestries? 
Dear me, the man is dense. This is a castle, isn't it? There are tapestries. This is a castle, and we have many tapestries. And if you are a Scottish lord, then I am Mickey Mouse. How dare he? Junior. Don't call me that, please. Well, what are you doing here? I came to get you. What do you think? Late 14th century Ming Dynasty. Oh, it breaks the heart. And the head. You hit me, Dad. I'll never forgive myself. Don't worry, I'm fine. You see, you can tell with the cross sections. No! Dad, get your stuff. We gotta get out of here. Well, I'm sorry about your head, though, but I thought you were one of them. Dad, they come in through the doors. <laughs> Good point. But better safe than sorry. So I was wrong this time. But by God, I wasn't wrong when I mailed you my diary. You obviously got it. Got it? No, I used it. We found the entrance to the catacombs. Through the library? Right. I knew it. And the tomb of Sir Richard? Found it. He was actually there. You saw him? Well, what was left of him? And his shield. The inscription on Sir Richard's shield. Alexandretta. Alexandretta, of course. On the Pilgrim Trail from the Eastern Empire. 
Junior, you did it. No, Dad, you did. Forty years. If only I could have been with you. There were rats, Dad. Rats? Yeah, big ones. What do the Nazis want with you, Dad? They wanted my diary. Yeah? I knew I had to get that book as far away from me as I possibly could. What book. book? You have the diary in your pocket. <laughs> you don't. Do you think my son would be that stupid that he would bring my diary all the way back here? <laughs> you didn't, did you? You didn't bring it, did you? Well, uh... you did. Look, can we discuss this later? I should have mailed it to the Marx brothers. Will you take it easy? Take it easy? Why do you think I sent it home in the first place so it wouldn't fall into their hands? I came here to save you. Oh, yeah? And who's going to come to save you, Junior? I told you. Don't call me Junior. Look what you did. I can't believe what you did. Every time he gets close to his father, the great Indiana Jones becomes Junior, a boy living under the shadow and struggling to win the approval of a self-absorbed father figure. It's so sad that the dad cares more about an artifact than his own son. It's even more sad to see how bad the son feels when he disappoints him. I mean, he's been making a name for himself all these years. He's Indiana Jones for crying out loud. But deep down, he's just this little boy needing validation from his dad. As Indy continues this journey of self-discovery, we can't help but relate. What have you been chasing lately? Validation? Fame? Success? Comfort? Ask yourself, what is your motivation? We pick up our story and the Joneses are captured by the Nazis. He's and both are tied up. Indiana gives his dad a lighter so they can burn through the ropes. But Henry, who is not used to all this excitement, ends up dropping it, causing a huge fire. Don't get sentimental now, Dad. Save it till we get out of here. The floor's on fire. See? And the chair. Dad! Oh, Dad! Oh, Dad! Ah! Head for the fireplace! Oh. These ropes up. Whoops. Our situation has not improved. Listen, Dad, I'm almost free.
I love this whole scene. Notice how Henry disapproves of all of Indy's feats. The joust, the wheel trick. I mean, Dad's expression is priceless. But even more than his father's attention, Indiana begs for his approval and doesn't seem to get it. When frustrated, Indiana takes the Lord's name in vain and his dad slaps him, I mean, that's it. He says, this is an obsession. I've never understood it. Well, Henry shows Indy that though relationships are important, there are also quests that are beyond ourselves. He talks about the evil that could rule if the grail fell in the wrong hands. You see, both are learning two very important lessons from each other, lessons that we can benefit from. Henry has to learn to chill and see his son, in other words, nurture the relationship. Indy has to learn to let go of past hurts and do that because lives are at stake. In other words, fulfill his call. It's so important for us to grasp this balance. Life is about fulfilling our specific calling and nurturing the relationships we make along the way. You know, Jesus did this. When he walked among us, he took care of everyone's needs, healing the sick, giving sight to the blind, teaching his disciples. And at times he dismissed the crowd for the individual. For instance, when he sent the 5,000 home and rescued his disciples at sea. Or when he sent his disciples off so he could go talk to the Samaritan woman. Yeah, at times he would dismiss the crowd for the individual. And then at times he would dismiss the individual for the crowd. For instance, when he rebuked his disciples telling them, hey, no, let the little children come to me. Or when he left his disciples confused and afraid and died for all humanity. Because you see, what mattered to Jesus was doing the work of his Father, reconciling the world to himself, and extending a personal invitation to really each one of us. Here I am, he says. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. You see, life is about fulfilling our duties and nurturing the relationships along the way. Well, back to our story, father and son approach the Nazi's convoy heading for the location of the Grail. The father, in an effort to save a friend, becomes prisoner in a tank because, well, that's the kind of oblivious, non-adventurous guy he is. So it's up to the son to rescue him again. This time, though, the adventure gets a little too close for comfort as the tank heads towards this cliff and certain destruction. Well, this is the moment that the father wakes up from his mad obsession. What really matters? Relationships. How does one get off this thing? Where's Marcus?
I just wasn't ready, Marcus. Five minutes would have been enough. I'd lost you, boy. I thought you had to, sir. when you almost lose something you took for granted. You make each moment count. The father wants to finish this quest, but as we will see, it's no longer an obsession. Son and father continue their mission, but they have one goal. The grail must not fall in the wrong hands. Now, the Nazis have not yet figured out how to avoid the booby traps. Yeah, you gotta have booby traps. This is Indiana Jones. So the Jones, they get captured, and when Indy refuses to get the grail, his dad is shot. The only way of saving him is to get the Holy Grail. Now we reach the climax of the movie. Everything has led to this moment. It's time to ask yourself, what do you believe? Indy has three tests to pass. Enigmas that his father had jotted down in his diary over the years. Watch as father and son, though separated, are able to share this experience together. And pay attention to the clues.
humble. Kneels before God. I'm through! We're through. He's all right. The second challenge is the word of God. Only in the footsteps of God will he proceed. This series of trials act as a metaphor of real-life steps of faith. Step number one, the breath of God. We are all flawed human beings in desperate need of a savior. 
only the penitent shall pass. James chapter 4 says, Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Step two, the word or the name of God. In other words, know who you are bowing to. This reminds me of that song we sing, A Thousand Names. You are rock of ages. You're the great I am. You are king forever, the beginning and the end. You are Lord and servant. You're the son of man. You're the lion of Judah. You're the risen lamb. You're the second Adam. This is who he is, here to lead us home. You are Yahweh's glory, now revealed in flesh and bone. You are ocean parter. You will make a way. You are death defeater. You have risen from the grave. You are full of mercy, rich and love. You are Jesus, Messiah, the one true God. Yeah, know who you are bowing to. And so those are two great first steps, but that's not enough. You can repent for everything you've done. You can acknowledge the name of the one true God, but until you act upon your belief, showing trust in the one you believe in, it's incomplete. James chapter 2, verse 17 says, Faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. So step three is important. The path of God requires a leap of faith. You can believe all you want. You still need to take action. Well, having passed all three tests, Indy reaches the grail room where he meets the last night. However, he's quickly joined by Donovan and Elsa. Elsa's the Nazi doctor. And they discover that there's a whole table of cups to choose from. The right cup brings healing. The wrong cup brings death. Choose wisely, says the knight. Well, Donovan goes for the cup of a king. Makes sense, right? He chose poorly. Receiving a pretty gnarly end to his life, I might add. You know, I realized something, though. Donovan and Elsa, they followed Indiana after the fact, after he dismantled the booby traps. In other words, they never learned repentance. They didn't know who God is, his name. They didn't even have to take a leap of faith. They just watched. Their faith was counterfeit. See, if you don't go through these steps of repentance, belief, and faith, you too may choose poorly in the end. Well, it's Indiana's turn, and time is running out, and he selects the humble carpenter's cup. You have chosen wisely, says the last knight. Indiana rushes to save his father now, but Elsa is tempted by this magnificent artifact. Don't move. It's ours, Indy. Yours and mine. Elsa, don't cross the seal. The knight warned us not to take the ground from here. Give me your other hat! Help! Help! 
Give me your other hand. I can't hold on. I can get it. I can almost reach it, Dad. Indiana. Indiana. says, Indiana, let it go. Notice Elsa didn't let it go. Sorry, I'm a dad, I had to. But seriously, she didn't let go because she was chasing after the wrong things. And now Indy is in the same predicament, about to lose his grip, and dad catches him. But what will dad choose? The relic that he's been pursuing all his life? Or his son, the treasure right in front of him? Did you notice the calm assurance in the dad's eyes? Yeah, he knows what matters and he knows how to reach out to his son who is temporarily blinded by this prize. He calls him out, Indiana. Calls him out by name. Listen, you may be losing grip, about to give up, chasing after folly. The father is calling you by name, waking you up to your true identity. You are his. Oh, and by the way, you're already approved. Jesus approved you when he exchanged his life for yours. That's grace. All you need to do is repent, believe, and reach for him. When Indiana's father reaches down to offer rescue, that's grace. When Indiana lets go of his pursuit, that's repentance. When he reaches back up for his father to take his hand, that's faith. When his father lifts him up from the chasm, that's salvation. Grace, repentance, faith, salvation. Some of you are hanging off a cliff right now. Some of you are chasing an obsession. God is offering his grace right now. Let go of your senseless pursuits. Repent. Reach out in faith to him. Let him pull you out and save you. Going off of that last scene, picture yourself. Maybe you're here this morning and you would say that you're also dangling because you've been one hand towards God and one hand towards this pursuit. And God is calling you by name and saying, I want all of you. You know, one, one scene that I spoke to me too was when uh, Indiana is about to jump and he needs to simply believe. Did you notice how he just kind of like takes a deep breath and almost like completely becomes like almost dead and then just steps out? And it's to me a real picture of, of, of um, more than submission, of surrender. You know, this, this, uh, this idea that really, if you really want to step out in faith, it, it really does imply surrender. And so as we think of these words I mentioned, grace, repentance, faith, and salvation, that's the story of redemption that many here have experienced. And maybe there's someone here in this room and you would say, well, I can't say that I have yet. I don't think I have experienced that. And to think that maybe God loves you so much that he would even use a old 80s movie to reach your heart this morning. I invite you to just listen for a little bit. Consider maybe God's voice calling you right now, wanting you to come out of this abyss. You see, we were all born in sin. We were far from God, but God sent his son Jesus to break the barrier. And he, he wanted to have that relationship restored. So he sent his son Jesus Christ who died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. The gift of God is eternal life. You see, what God offers is a gift, and it's free, and it's available to you right now. It's called grace. 
But how do you receive grace? We talked about it a little bit this morning. First, you must repent. You must turn away from your sins. Turn away from the things that sadden the heart of God. Realize your mistakes and admit that you can't, you can't figure it out on your own. You can't climb out of that abyss on your own. You need a savior to rescue you. Admit that you are helpless in your own strength. We need the promise of his strength. And so to repent is to turn around, to make a 180 turn and start walking towards his voice, towards his light. To repent, the second thing to do is to believe, to believe on the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. But you know that, that believe, it has an asterisk. It's that believe that leads to action, that believe that leads to surrender, to just, okay, now I'm stepping out. To believe, to receive his love, to receive his forgiveness. And his promise is that he makes all things new. So I don't know where you're at, but we want to make sure you have an opportunity uh, to receive uh, his grace and his love this very morning. And so we're going to have prayer teams right here, right in front of the cross. And if you want to come and say, I, I want to start this journey, you know, what it is, it's just simply being born again. Jesus talks about being born again. And the interesting about a, a birth, you may know this, it, it can take longer than just overnight, right? It's nine months. So you might be, you might be making a first step. It's the moment of conception, right? For others, maybe it's just one of the maybe many contractions as you're getting to be born or maybe for still some you've been on this journey for a while and now it's the moment to be born again and so I invite you to answer God's call and to see all the good that he has in store for you this is the time this decision will change the entire course of your life so don't hesitate to come forward if that's what's burning in your heart right now But for anybody else, if you just want to receive prayer, maybe for a certain circumstance or you just need someone to, to, to be there with you, again, these, this, these awesome uh, prayer teams are here to lead you. And so you can come for any need. Uh, we just want to pray with you and pray and believe with you for God's best on your life. Thanks for hanging out with us at Generation. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at Generation Pensacola or go to the website at generationpensacola.com and from wherever you download your podcasts. If today's teaching impacted you, we'd love to hear about it. So please drop us a note.